This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. We turn our attention now to our upcoming local body elections, not so much who you should vote for, but how you vote. STV voting, the system that uh, is in place here, not all of us have a good grasp of what that's all about, but I'll tell you what, uh, we've got someone here who can help us with that, Professor Andrew Geddes from the Faculty of Law at the University of Otago. Morena, great to have you with us. Yeah, kia Jeff. It's um, it's a curly one, isn't it, uh, this STV, because there are kind of a simple approach to take and there's a, perhaps a more strategic approach you can take. But why don't we start with some basic building blocks and, 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 and start with an explanation about STV and how it perhaps differs from older, other systems that are in place. Sure. So the thing to note about STV is it's a, it's a rank preference order of voting. So what you do with STV is you work out your order of preference of all the, of the candidates. So rather than say with the old first past the post or even the kind of voting system we use in our national elections, um, uh, MMP where you just like tick the person you most like or the party you most like, with STV you're ranking the candidates in your order of preference. In the same way as you do in all sorts of different ways of life. So you know, if, if you want to get some fruit and you go to the supermarket, you might want to get bananas first, oranges second and apples third. So you go to the supermarket, you go to get bananas, there aren't any. So you go, okay, I'll go to my second preference, you know, I'll get oranges. Oh, there aren't any. So then you go to get apples. It's the same thing with STV. You're ranking the candidates. I'd like this one most. If I can't get them, I'd like this one next. If I can't get them, I'd like the next one. Fantastic. Nice, simple explanation. There are a lot of candidates, potentially. Uh, We might have those three preferences in mind. We might not have any more than that. Talk a little bit about that. Sure. So the thing with STV, the most important thing, and this this is the absolute key point to voting, is that the first thing you need to do is work out the candidates you would actually like to see elected. So out of all the candidates, uh, you know, there are 11 for mayor, uh, there's 40 for council. Which of those are the ones you'd really like to see in place? Uh, and rank them in order. So there, for the mayor, there may be one person who'd really like to be mayor, and then there may be a second person. If you can't have the first choice, I mean, they'll do instead. And if uh, you know they can't, then the third person. So as many people to be mayor as you would like to see be mayor, work out your rank order for them, and then list in that rank order. And then do the same with council. Um, you know, of all the 40, who are the ones you'd really like to see on council uh, and rank those? Uh, and it can be as many or as few as you want. And that's the most important thing to do first with STV. And once you've done that, you've done as much as you can to get the people you want to be elected, elected. OK, we might have preferences about who we want to be there. We might also have some quite strong views about who we don't want to be there. How might we... Um, use our vote to to feel as though we've exercised that uh, decision. Okay, so like I said, the the, the minimum. So the, the, the what you really need to do first is work out who you really want to see elected, and uh, and rank them. And if you've done that, I mean that's really as much as you need to do. If you do that, you've cast a vote to get the people you want elected uh, on. You might then, if you're a really committed voter and you're prepared to take the time, because this does require a bit more effort, decide that there's some people you just don't want to be elected, some people you think would be a disaster. What you can then do is work out who they are, the ones you really don't like, and then work up from the bottom the one that you most dislike, put them last. So out of the 40 council candidates, the one you least like, you can put their number 40 and then start ranking up from there the people you dislike. 
then there's going to be a bunch of people in the middle who you, you know, don't really care about. You sort of, you don't have a good feeling for them, you have a bad feeling, you you just don't really know much about them, whatever. You can then just randomly put them in the middle. What that's doing is it's making sure that the people you really want to see elected, your vote goes to them and will only go to them as long as one of them still needs elected. Then your vote carries on down through the people that you, you don't really care about, it's helping them get elected ahead of people you actively dislike, you really want to keep out. So the thing with STV, if you're prepared to take the time, and it does take time, it does take effort, is it allows you to rank the people you most want first, and you should do that, and if that's all you want to do, that's fine, and then go on that extra step if you choose to put the people you really dislike right at the bottom of your preferences to make sure that as long as your vote is still counting, you're helping to elect people ahead of them, to keep them out if you possibly can. But just to be clear, we're not under any obligation to rank all of the candidates. No, you can rank as many or as few candidates as you want with STV. If you only want to put one ranking, you can do that. The point, though, is that with STV, your vote continues to count as long as there are still people to be elected. And so if you stop ranking and there are still people need to be elected, your your desires just won't count anymore because you haven't put them in. You haven't put a preference. So the more preferences you put in, the longer your vote can carry on and the more your uh, your views can be taken account of. But once again, all you need to do is, and the minimum you should do, is choose who you like, list them in the rank order of preference, and only go on beyond that if you've got the time and the inclination. Okay, so we've talked about it from the voters' perspective. Now let's talk about it from the system's perspective. Mm-hmm. What is this idea, this notion of transferring my vote? I've, I've, I've indicated what my preference is. Mm-hmm. Why should it slide on to someone else, and, and when will that happen? Okay, so I think the best way to think of STV is uh, your vote isn't like one, th- one, one whole thing. Think of it more as like a jug of water. So imagine you've got a jug of water that's a litre. It's made up of a thousand millilitres of water. When you vote, that jug of water goes to your first preference. If your first preference has enough votes in order to be uh, elected, then a portion of your vote, the the portion of your vote, the, the bit of the jug of water that's not needed to help them get elected, empties out into your next preference. And if that then helps that person get selected, but they don't need all of the remaining water, the remainder of your vote to help them get elected, it can then transfer down into the next, the third person. So a portion of your vote can carry on down to help the people further down your rank order get elected as long as the person that you've indicated above uh, has been elected. Conversely, it may be that the person you've given your preference to, your first preference, just has very, very little support. So little support that they're taken out of the mix, they're removed from the count, then your whole jug of water goes on to the next person. Uh, Your whole vote transfers down to the next person. So the point is that as long as there's still people to be elected, as long as there's still people need to get selected for the position, your vote carries on. Uh, to help those people get elected, um, as opposed to, say, in uh, our MMP elections, where, you know, if you cast your vote for someone and they don't get a majority, well, your vote just gets discounted. It, it doesn't count at all. 
With STV, your vote is always counting as long as you've indicated preferences and there are still places to be filled. It's fascinating. What's your sense of how well or otherwise the voting public understands STV in the way that you've described it? Probably not in all its nuances, and there's, you know, there's, to be frank, there's no reason why you know ordinary voters should have to understand all the nuances. You know, there's people like me who kind of you know spend our lives looking at the stuff. It's kind of our job to understand it, but for voters, I think the really critical thing to understand is that you are indicating a preference order in the same way as you do in everyday life, right? You don't just choose one thing you have to have and only that thing. You say, I want this thing. If I can't have that, I'll have the next thing. If I can't have that, I'll have the next thing. You're doing the same thing with candidates. You then list the candidates you really, really want to see elected and as many of those as you can you can find. And once you've listed that, you've done the minimum you need for STV. can be as many as you want. can be as few as you want. Then if you really are committed and you really want to use your vote as fully as you can, you can go on and you can indicate who you least like by ordering them up from the bottom and then putting the ones you don't care about in the middle as kind of, you know, well, rather them than the others, a kind of lesser of all evils. And those are your voting options. You can be a, you know, a low cost voter, just list the people you like. That's great. That's perfect. That's all you need to do. Or you can be a kind of more high-cost voter, spend a bit more time on it, and do the ranking of the people you don't like as well as the people you like to get the most out of your vote. Where can we go to find out the most uh, information about candidates, the things that will be helpful to us in making decisions? Obviously, Mm -hmm. there are opportunities from time to time, various forums and so forth, but uh, I guess... uh, relative to the number of voters out there. We know that not everyone can get to those or has a chance to participate in them. Well, where would you recommend we be looking at the moment? So, of course, each candidate has their own little blurb where uh, we can find that in the DCC website they, uh, under the elections um, tab there. Each candidate tells you about themselves. But, of course, that's them only telling you about themselves. And, you know, as we all know, people tend to be, you know, slightly uh, positive about themselves. So you can read that and get some sense. But I'd urge people to keep going beyond just what candidates say about themselves. Uh, We know in this election that there are some candidates maybe running and deliberately trying to hide aspects of themselves and things they believe, uh, and we need to be cautious of that. So other places we can look are the media. The uh, the ODT is uh, doing very good coverage of local elections, trying to give as much information both about what candidates say about themselves and other things that they may not want the public to know. It's important we know that. Another good place uh, to look at is uh, the um, policy um, website, policy. Oh gosh. Yep, through the spin-off website, um, they have a policy uh, platform which is looking at all the local candidates across the country, uh, which is another good place to uh, be able to go to to sort of look and compare as well. Uh, the thing is, with so many candidates, it's going to be hard to get a view on all of them. I mean, 40 local candidates for the council is, is, is a lot. The key, I think, is to really try to uh, find the ones you think are going to do a really good job, make sure that you rank order them in your preference. There are going to be some that you think are terrible because you you know you know what they've done in the past or you've read what they want to do and that just you know causes you the horrors. If you want to, you can put them last. The ones in the middle, if you can't find out much about them, well, you know, you've taken a bit of a punt, but 
chances are they'll be a little bit better than the worst ones you found. So you may as well just chuck them in the middle. Participation is important, isn't it? Actually voting. Uh, how have we been looking at this part of Aotearoa New Zealand in terms of uh, stepping up and actually voting on the day? What are our percentages like? Well, the local body percentages are unfortunately you know, quite low, especially compared to national elections. Um, and unfortunate because you know, local government in many ways plays a bigger part in people's everyday lives than does national government. So who we've got in charge of our council and local boards and so on, it really does matter. Um, uh, the percentage turnout, oh gosh, in uh, didn't do you remember? I think it was it was somewhere around fifty percent. Mm. Certainly not much more than that, uh, as opposed to over eighty percent for the national election. Um, it tends to be slightly lower in towns than it does in rural areas, um, which is interesting. I suppose maybe rural areas still have that sense of community that perhaps has been lost a bit in townships. Uh, it would be good to see it get you know to two thirds at least of the voting population. I mean, for one thing, that just gives a mandate to the local councillors to act and there's also a lot of local issues which you know it's important that people are thinking about and having their say on you know uh, infrastructure issues town planning issues environment issues all of these things are going to matter a lot over the next three years and if people aren't voting registering their preference well you're going to get a council that's going to act and you can complain about it but if you haven't voted well you didn't help well as Andrew's told us um, you can approach your voting um, from a number of different perspectives. You can take it as simply as I'm going to vote for the people that I know and prefer or I can look a little bit more strategically than that. Um, So perhaps don't be afraid of STV. Mm. It doesn't need to be something that overly complicates uh, your decision as long as you get involved. If uh, you didn't receive your enrolment pack, that's the the pack from the orange guy back in July, I think it was, then uh, you're probably not enrolled to vote unless you took some uh, proactive action to make sure that you were um, between now and then. So if we're not at all sure whether we're um, on the list and we're going to be able to vote, what should we be doing right now? Uh, you should go to the elections uh, website, that's uh, elections.nz. Uh, that allows you to uh, enrol uh, as a voter to make sure that you are in the voting role. Uh, if you are not on the uh, voting roll uh, as of the moment, it means you're going to have to cast a special vote, which means you're going to have to go into the DCC offices and request a special vote. Um, you can still vote. It just means, unfortunately, a, you know, a trip in person. Everyone else will be receiving their uh, mailed-in votes uh, arriving this week. Fill them out. Post them in. Don't just chuck them on top of the rest of your, you know, bills and everything else and think, oh, I'll get round to it because chances are you won't. <laughs> so, you know, set aside some time, sit down, think about it, fill out your order of preferences, put it in the mail and post it back. Right. Simple as that. You should be getting your voting papers between the 16th and the 21st of September if you're all properly involved at the moment. And you need to have that back to your local returning officer by midday on Saturday the 8th of October. That is the day. If you're posting them back, you need to look at trying to get them in the post on or before the 3rd of October. We know that uh, post is certainly not overnight. I'd be looking at getting them in a little bit smart, more smartly than that. But uh, to make sure it's uh, postmarked before the 3rd of October to make sure your vote uh, counts. Um, Professor Andrew Geddes, thanks for taking some time to join us here on ORFM to talk about STV and our voting system. Um, it uh, can be as uh, complex or as simple as you like, really, um, but whatever you're doing, voters, uh, give it some thought and uh, exercise that uh, that power that you've been given, and then we can get on and see how the next few years unfold. Andrew, thanks. Kia ora. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.